up so easy. I'm so sorry. But it was just so incredible. You guys just blew me away. We received an offering to sponsor water wells in Africa to bring people clean water. And and, uh, if you were there, you saw the video that we shared to just really educate us on the the tragedy of the water crisis there. People walk for miles just to get filthy, contaminated water because that's all that's available. And by sponsoring a well, one well gives enough clean water for an entire village of roughly 300 people for 20 years. That saves lives. And we raised enough to sponsor four wells, four villages, 1,200 people water for 20 years. That's so awesome. So, excuse me, it was just such a fantastic and fruitful night. And, you know, I think it really just scratched the surface of what God is going to do through us. Our theme for the evening and really what will carry us through this season is this quote right here, that life isn't about what's in it for us, but what is in us for others. And when we really let that become alive in our hearts, when we allow that to transform our lives, it will completely change everything. It will change the way we think. It will change the way we live. Because that, that's who God created us to be. That's how he created us to live. Not a life where we're always looking for, what can I get out of it? What's in it for me? But a life where we're always looking for, what can I give today? God's put so much in me. What can I pour out? How can I love others? How can I encourage others? How can I be a blessing today? That's the life he created all of us to live. A life that allows him to flood through so that we can make a difference in others' lives. It's not just some slogan. It's not just some nice quote or nice saying. It's really the heartbeat of God in the earth today. And, you know, I think it's really interesting. Those are words that he spoke to us here at Chick Connection the very end of last season. But everywhere you turn and look throughout the body of Christ across the earth, that is his message that is ringing loud and clear across the earth today. God is mobilizing his people to rise up and to start letting him flood through them like never before, to start giving out, to start reaching out to people like never before. Our days on this earth are numbered There is not time for us to sit back. There is not time for us to become complacent. There's not time for us to have our eyes fixed on ourselves. There's so much he's wanting to do. And we've said it so many times. It's so true. God works today by his spirit through his people. And he needs us to say, I'm in. I'm willing to let you flood through me so you can do all that you want to do in these days here on this earth. I'm excited about that. Are you? God wants to use us. And like I said earlier, in that first session at Chick Night, the message that I shared really laid the foundation for where we're going in this season of Chick Connection. And I just want to encourage you, if you were not there, 
you can get the CD in the bookstore. You can listen to it for free on our website or do the podcast. But I encourage you to take time just to listen to that one short message and just allow God to speak to your heart and expand your heart. And I want to refer back a little bit to that message today. I'm not going to reteach that message, but I want to just refer back to one portion of that because in that message I talked about Jonah and the fact that God wanted to use Jonah. God had an assignment for Jonah, and he wanted him to deliver a message to the Ninevites. But Jonah said no. Jonah didn't want God to use him. Jonah was afraid that he would look stupid, that uh, God would end up rescuing the people anyways, and then his word of of, um, letting them know, God wanted him to bring a word letting them know about their wickedness. And that destruction would come if they kept living that way. And Jonah's like, God, you're going to deliver them. Anyways, I'm going to be embarrassed. His eyes were all on himself. So Jonah said no. Jonah rejected God. But you know what? God didn't give up on Jonah. God still wanted to use Jonah. Maybe you've said no to God. Maybe God's wanted to use you in things before, and you've been embarrassed, and, or you, you were afraid, and you didn't step out. Maybe you've said no to God. Maybe you've rejected God before. You know what? God still wants to use you. Jonah ran from God. Jonah ran as far as he possibly could. He, went, he was headed to the furthest possible place from Nineveh. He even hid from God. He jumped on a ship trying to hide from God. He ran and he hid, but God still wanted to use him. He did not give up on Jonah. Maybe you've run from God. Maybe you're running from God right now. Maybe you're hiding from God, even hiding within daily busyness. Maybe hiding just in a crowd of complacency. You know what? God's not going to give up on you. God wants to use you he knows where you are he's got your number and he's still after you saying come on sweetheart i want to use you jonah jonah brought devastation on others lives you know it says that when he got on that ship that the storm was so fierce that it almost destroyed the ship and so they had to start throwing their cargo overboard Now, I guarantee you their cargo on that ship was not their vacation wardrobes. This is a large ship, and most likely it was people who were transporting items for their trade. Their livelihood was in that cargo. And in order to spare their lives, they had to throw that cargo overboard. Jonah brought devastation upon them. Their industry, their trade, their families as a result were all impacted. They had great loss. Jonah had brought devastation on people. God didn't get frustrated with Jonah. God didn't give up on Jonah. Even after that, God still wanted to use Jonah. And maybe you've sat back and said, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know how I've hurt people. You don't know the horrible things I've done. You know what? God does not give up on you. God still wants to use you. He has so much he wants to do through you. And then Jonah gets thrown overboard. 
everything went from bad to worse. Now he's thrown overboard. Then it goes from worse to really worse as he gets swallowed by a fish. And before that, he, he had just given up. He said, just throw me overboard, kill me, I'd rather die. But he gets swallowed up by this fish, and he's thinking, all right, this is it, I'm going to die in this fish. One day passes, uh-uh, I'm not going to Nineveh, uh-uh. Two days pass, oh, God, it's really stinky in here, just kill me already, would ya? Uh-uh. Third day. Fine, God, fine. If it's the only way out of this fish, obviously you're not going to kill me. So fine, I'll go. So Jonah says yes, and Jonah prays to God. But if you read the end of the book of Jonah, Jonah did not have a genuine change of heart. Jonah still had hardness in his heart. He didn't want to be used by God. He didn't want to be a vessel for him to pour through. He didn't want to see these people rescued because he thought they didn't deserve it. And so Jonah said yes, but he didn't really have a change of heart. He said yes to get him off of rock bottom, basically. But you know what? God still wanted to use him. Have you ever said yes to God just to get out of a bad place? Just to get off rock bottom? Just to say, okay, God, there's no other way I'm going to get out of this mess. So yes, yes, fine, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Anybody ever been there saying yes to God, but then a week or two or three later, kind of turning back, doing your own thing, not really having a genuine change of heart? You know what? It's okay. God still wants to use you. He still is calling after you, wanting to grab your heart. Think, come on, sweetheart, turn your heart. Grab a hold of the revelation that I want to use you. He wants to do so much through each and every one of you. You see, God simply wanted to use Jonah. He didn't want to use him because he was some great spiritual leader. He didn't want to use him because he had everything figured out and had all the answers. He just simply wanted to use Jonah because that's what we're created for, is to be used by God. God simply wants to use you. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have the Bible memorized. You don't have to be some great spiritual leader and authority and theologian. God simply wants to use you because he created you to be his vessel that he can flood through and do all that he wants to do, fulfilling his purposes on this earth through you. You know, Jonah, after he said yes, after he went to Nineveh and delivered that message, which was eight simple little words, that's all God asked him to do, he delivered that message, and after that, It was amazing what happened. 120,000 Ninevites realized their wickedness, and they repented. They turned their hearts back to God, and their lives were spared. They were spared from the destruction that was going to come upon them. How awesome is that? God will do amazing things far beyond our imagination when we just say yes and let him use us. But unfortunately, Jonah... He wasn't excited about that. He still had a hard heart towards God, and he died with that hard heart 
and with his focus on himself because he could never embrace the reality of the life God had for him. And some of us may be alive, physically living, breathing, going through the motions of life, but dead on the inside, living small, limited, contained, and unfulfilled lives because we haven't embraced the reality that God wants to use us. And ladies, I am so convinced that God wants to do so much through us, even through this season of Chick Connection. You know, we did some things to reach out to others in a beautiful way at Chick Night, but we're going to continue that through this season of Chick Connection. We're going to continue to reach out. We're going to continue to do things to make a difference. God is going to use us and do things through us beyond what we can even comprehend at this moment sitting here. But at the end of the season, I know we're going to be able to look back and say, remember, we just talked about it at the beginning, but look all that happened. God wants to do incredible things, but he needs us to believe him. He needs us to embrace the reality that he wants to use us. No matter who we are, no matter what our past is, no matter where we've been, God wants to use you, every single one of you. I don't think there's anything that breaks my heart more than seeing believers sitting on the sidelines of life, than seeing believers who aren't allowing God to use them and flood through them. Too often believers are stuck on that sidelines and have slipped into that trap of self-absorbency or the trap of criticism or the trap of complacency or even bought into the lie that I've served and served for years, I've done my time, I'm finished, now someone else can do it. No, no matter what stage of life you are in, God wants to use you. He wants to do incredible things through us. And it is amazing what will happen when we allow him to do that. I want to share some verses with you this morning from Isaiah chapter 58. You can turn there if you'd like, but I want to read these to you from the Message Bible. The prophet Isaiah is sharing these words straight from the heart of God. It says, What I'm interested in seeing you do is, that gets my attention. Okay, this is what God's interested in seeing me do? What? It says, sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. You know, sometimes we can reach out to others and neglect our own families. This is what God's interested in seeing us do. Being women who have eyes to see others, to reach out to others, to help meet needs of others, to bless others, not just others outside our home, but within our home as well, our own families. And when we do that, this is what it says will happen. Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. Maybe you've been feeling like, 
God, are you there? Why aren't you answering? Why am I not hearing your voice? Maybe he's saying, come on, sweetheart, just step out. Just do that thing I've asked you to do and just watch what will happen. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about others, people's sins, basically start living right, start living like a Christian. And if you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. Don't you want God's wisdom and direction, having him continually show you where to go, what to do? I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones, referring to a supernatural strength and sturdiness deep in our core, the inside of our being. (laughs) Excuse me, sorry. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins. Rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. He wants to take our past and turn it around that it's a testimony to bring help and healing to others, to help others rebuild their lives as well, one life at a time, making a difference in our world. That is God's plan. That is his design. As we let him use us, And let him flood through us. Then we will live this kind of life, this healthy, thriving, fulfilling, wonderful life that overflows with strength and refreshing, not just for us, but for others. That is the life God intended for every single one of us, a life that impacts others, that makes a difference in others' lives. Ladies, God wants to use you far beyond what you can even imagine. He has created you to be a gift, a gift to this world. Did you realize that? And maybe some of you are thinking, well, that's kind of arrogant sounding. I don't know if I should say I'm a gift to this world. Yes, you are. God created you to be a gift to this world. And it is not arrogant. When we actually allow our hearts to embrace the revelation of that, it's an incredibly humbling thing that God would use us for him to flood through. Not because of us, but he's within us. And he wants to flood through us onto others. Think about this. First, he gave Jesus to this world, right? He gave Jesus the greatest gift, a sacrificial gift, whose death brought our life. And then he gave us. He gave humanity to this world to reflect him, to reveal him to others. That's what the word says, that we're made in his image to show the world what God is like. So I want you to think a moment. Just imagine yourself as a gift. You're a gift to the world. So we have a little gift over here. Imagine whatever type of wrapped gift you'd like to imagine, but imagine yourself as a gift. You are a gift to the world. 
Now think about when you want to give a gift to someone. When you want to give a gift, first you go and you find or purchase the gift, right? Some of you do. What do the rest of you do? (laughs) You have been purchased with the highest price imaginable. Have you ever thought, man, I, I wish money was no object. I'd love to give my friend something really elaborate, something just really expensive, something just really outstanding. Have you ever thought that, just wanting to give the most extravagant gift you could? You are the most extravagant gift ever. You are the most valuable, most expensive gift because you have been purchased with the highest price ever. Do you realize that? You are the most valuable gift and God is giving you to the world today. When you purchase a gift, you go out, you buy it, and then what do you do? You pack it, right? You decide you're going to do a box, a gift bag, whatever, and you get it all in there, and get the stuffing around it, and you pack it in there, right? Do you know that God has packed his fullness in us? The Bible says that we have the fullness of God dwelling in us by his spirit. All that he is, his nature, his goodness, his love, his kindness, his peace, his joy, all that he is, his wisdom, indwells us. He's packed it all in there. And then what do we do? After we pack the box, then we wrap the box, make it look all pretty. If we can, try our best to make it look all pretty. Do you know that God wrapped you in his image, in his likeness? You have the greatest gift wrapping on you imaginable. He's wrapped you in his image and his likeness. And then what do we do with our gift? We give it. We give it away. But usually we take a few moments at least to stop and think about how we're going to give it, where we're going to give it, when we're going to give it. Are we taking it to a birthday party? Are we going to meet a friend for lunch? Are we going to take her to coffee? Are we going to leave it on someone's doorstep as a surprise? We usually think about how we're going to give it, when and where. God chose when and where to give you. He put you in this earth At this time in history, 2011, he wanted you to be here. He wanted you to be surrounded with your sphere of influence, those in your life. He chose when to put you here. He chose where to put you. He chose who to put you around. And you know, when we give a gift... We don't usually buy it, pack it, wrap it, and then decide who we're going to give it to. Usually, we know who we're going to give it to before we purchase that gift because we're purchasing it with them in mind, right? God had you in mind before he purchased you, before 
He paid the price for you. He had those in your sphere of influence in mind because he knew you would be the perfect gift for them. He purchased you for them. He purchased you for those in your world today. Sometimes we're so busy praying them out of our lives when we just need to realize maybe God's put me here to be a gift to them. He wants to use you to impact those around you, but we have got to believe it. So over the next several chick connections that we're together, we're going to be talking more about becoming the most amazing gift we can possibly be. And we're going to take some time to examine our contents a little bit because God has packed his fullness in us. But any of you moms ever been at the grocery store with your kids with you and you get to the checkout line and you're like, I didn't put that in there. I think sometimes God's that way with us. And he's going, well, I didn't put that in there. What are you doing holding on to that? And sometimes you tell your kids, that's not good for you. We don't need that. Sometimes God's saying, that's not good for you. We don't need that. So we're going to examine our contents a little bit. And we're going to examine our wrapping. If we're made in his image and in his likeness, and that's what we should be displaying to others, the Bible says that we should be revealing his image to others, but it also says that sometimes we reveal a distorted image of God to others. So we're going to be examining our wrapping. And see, is our wrapping really revealing God to others? And then we're going to be examining our giving. How do we present ourselves to others? Do others in your life see you as a gift? Now there's something to ponder. (laughs) Would they say you are a gift? How would they say you're wrapped? What would they say about your contents? Ladies, we have never arrived. As long as we are on this planet, we should always be growing. And we can all grow into becoming more and more amazing and impacting gifts than we are right now. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we are going to take on... One little project. We're going to start with one thing. And I told you we're going to be doing some things throughout this season, some different projects to reach out. But the first thing we're going to do just starts right at home with those around each one of us in our spheres of influence. And so we're going to start with simple acts of kindness. Are you ladies up for a challenge? Okay. So I want you to think about some simple acts of kindness that you can do, maybe there are things that have been on your mind that you've been meaning to do, but just haven't done yet. It's time to do them. Maybe it's making dinner for a neighbor. Maybe it's bringing in a neighbor's trash can. Maybe they're elderly, or maybe they could just use an extra hand. Maybe it's baking for others. Maybe it's complimenting or encouraging someone around you, or sending a card, or taking someone to coffee. We're going to start. Every one of us, if we're up for the challenge, with simple acts of kindness in our everyday lives. 
And so in a little bit, when we uh, dismiss for the table time, you're going to brainstorm on some simple acts of kindness. But I want you to really to just open your heart to God. It's not about works, but it's about letting God flood through you. And we're going to start doing simple acts of kindness in our everyday life. And then I want you to do something. You said you're up for a challenge. So those of you that are not yet on Facebook, you need to get on Facebook. (laughs) And then start posting those things on our Chick Connection page. And we're going to have a great story to tell. And each week when we come for Chick Connection, I want us to be able to share some of the things that people are doing. And and just expand our hearts and our vision for what more we can be doing, okay? So simple acts of kindness. And then also we need to recognize that God wants to use us right here at Chick Connection. God wants to use us here. It's not like we have a few people that just put on everything and you just come and say, oh, wasn't that nice? I'm going to go home now. No, you know what? God wants to use every one of us right here. And ministry is definitely not just what happens here on the platform. Ministry happens in the pamper lounge, over the goodies, at the table discussions, all throughout the day in all different areas. God wants to use you. And he wants to do so much through you. He's put so much in you. So I want you to expand your hearts and let him speak to you about what you can do, about what your place is, because every one of you have a place here. And God wants to pour himself through you, even here at Chick Connection. Remember, we're not here for what's in us. I mean, sorry, we're not <laughs> we're, we're not here for what's in it for us, but to recognize what's in us for others. And if we have a what's in it for me attitude, that is the attitude that says, I don't need to be there for the pamper thing because I don't want someone touching me and I don't need my hair done and I don't need my makeup touched up. I'm not into that kind of thing. I don't need that. And I drink my coffee at home. I don't need to come for the goody time. I'm just going to show up at 10 and, and worship and then hear the word and I've got to slip out early because I've got a busy day. That's the kind of thinking that comes from a heart that says, what's in it for me? I'm just going to go get what I can get. But when we allow God to just capture our hearts with the reality that he wants to use us, you know what? Then we're going to come early. We're going to be here during that goody time and looking for women that are coming in for the first time and encouraging them and just being a blessing to others and getting to know new people. And you know what happens as a result? We end up getting so much more out of it. Our lives are blessed. Like the verses we read in Isaiah, our lives become that gurgling spring that's overflowing when we allow God to flood through us. So ladies, I want to encourage you. Let's come on Tuesday mornings with the attitude that there is great stuff in me for others, great stuff in you for others, and come excited about, God, what can I do today to bless others? Will you do that? You up for those challenges? Amen. Father, God, we just present ourselves to you right now. And God, I just thank you that you've created us as gifts. Father, help us to recognize that more fully. And God, I pray that you would give us 
creative ideas straight from your heart on how we can bless others, how we can encourage others, how we can do simple acts of kindness to just open the heart of someone that we would have the opportunity to speak into their lives. Father, that you would love others through us more fully than ever before. Father, show us our place even here. Show us how to step out and encourage other women. Father, I know there might even be some here right now saying, but I'm shy, that's hard for me. Father, you know my story that I was so shy I could never even look anyone in the eye. And to be sharing your word with people is just a miracle that only you could do. And Father, I know that you can do miracles in every life here. And so, Father, I am asking right now that each one of us would just say yes, we'd allow you to use us, and we would see you do incredible things in and through us, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.